0: Albert Sabin's polio vaccine inspired which famous song? The answer to that at the end of the show. My name's Tom Scott and this is Lateral. These are the Voyagers of the Starship Lateral, its continuing mission to explore strange new trivia, to seek out new questions and new answers, and to boldly go where no panel game has gone before. Joining us to explore the final frontier of lateral thinking, we have the team from Jetlag the Game returning. Last time I tried to introduce them one at a time and it devolved into chaos, so please welcome Ben Doyle, Adam Chase and Sam Denby, and one of you, say hello! hi thank you ben we're coming to you how are you doing uh i'm good
1: i'm good i'm i'm happy to be back um are we allowed to reveal that that we recorded the last one uh 10 minutes ago or does that destroy
0: i mean i think if the audience haven't figured out that we record these in blocks by now there's something wrong
1: I am so glad to be back. That 10 minutes was the worst 10 minutes of my life. And now I'm living again. I'm, I'm so
0: happy. Adam, how are you doing? Uh, well, actually, a fun fact about me, Tom, is that I'm quite sick right now. Oh, thank you for turning up and, and not leaving us with two thirds of jet lag and, and, a, and a gaping hole where where you would have been. I found out, by the way, your last season was in New Zealand and we missed each other by about two kilometers. Yeah. You nearly got another John Green style cameo in there. I was in Rotorua on the day you drove through it at speed, and so just slightly differently. If I if I'd have gone to the Zorb Center that day, I could have I could have been zorbing with you.
2: Not only uh, were, did did you have that near miss, but where they were there was a spot where you had filmed Tom Kerosene Creek.
0: Yes, that was that was many years ago though. That was that was years yeah. ago. Not not this trip. Yeah. If you'd have done the schweeb instead of absorbing, we absolutely would have bumped into each other. We were kilometers apart.
3: I mean, Tom, this is a a sign that you have to keep us updated on where you are in (laughs) case we go by you so that we can have a fun crossover. Oh, you want to hear a fun fact though about this is that when we got to New Zealand, Ben got a text from his mom that was like, Tom Scott's in Australia,
0: not that far. (laughs) Yeah, because my online presence lags behind the real world one.
1: I couldn't figure out how she knew that. I was just like, how did you know? And then she stopped responding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just worried that
2: your
3: mother is stalking me. That, I wouldn't put it. If you knew Ben's mom, entirely possible. She might do it. Ben's mom is is very involved in in online fandoms. She's much more involved in the jet lag fandom than any of us are. (laughs) That's
0: true. We should also introduce the one person whose voice has appeared without introduction so far, the last member of the Jetlag Trio, Sam Denby. Hello. Thanks, (laughs) Sam! I have nothing else to add. Here's plan A for today's show. I'm going to ask our guests a series of thought-provoking questions and hope they don't stare back at me with the the deer-in-the-headlights look. I do hope that's okay with everyone because I do not have a plan B. I'm going to start you off with the first question, which is? In the 1990s, the U.S. Postal Service ordered a large number of Subaru Legacy station wagons for their rural routes. Why did they import rather than buy something similar locally? So one more time, in the 1990s, the U.S. Postal Service ordered a large number of Subaru Legacy station wagons for their rural routes, or routes, I guess. Why did they import rather than buy something locally?
3: Okay, wait, wait. Sam is mouthing that he knows
2: the answer? I'm not going to break the game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you discuss. Yep. I am 95% sure.
0: You've clearly found this at some point in your research and also given the number of no, videos no, you've done Tom, about logistics. Tom, Tom I, want, I want credit. I, I, I have never
2: heard this fact, but I am 95% sure that I immediately know the answer. All
0: right. So you get to do the thing where you sit back and you hope it's right because otherwise you will get roundly mocked at the end of it. Oh yeah. You're oh going to yeah. look like oh yeah. an
3: absolute <laughs> fool if you wait a little while and then you come in with your right answer and it's wrong.
0: Ben, Adam, this one's
3: on
1: you. I don't know anything about cars, but I had a car for five months when I was living in Colorado and it was a Subaru. It was a bright orange Subaru and I liked it very much. So maybe they felt similarly about Um, Subarus.
3: The only thing that I know about, I know two things about Subarus. One is that love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. That's, um, and, and the second thing that I know about Subarus is that, um, they're very, very popular among lesbians, uh, because there was like a big marketing campaign in, I want to say the nineties or something where like Subaru was having a lot of trouble selling like its cars and, uh, they figured out that like their sort of unique, you know, like the advantages of those cars was like for whatever reason, focus groups like worked really well for American lesbians. And so they were like one of the first brands ever to sort of try to subtly market themselves to uh, like lesbians in America. And there were like ads for Subarus like in America that had like subtle hints that if you were a lesbian, you would understand that it was trying to talk to you, but like a person who was not a lesbian, would not realize that
0: that was like the intention of the ad. Is that the answer? <laughs> unfortunately not. Neither, neither of those fun <laughs> facts about Subaru <laughs> is relevant to this one. To be fair, there is another thing about Subaru, which you'll probably know that that would be a, a first clue about this. Um, but they're, they're like SUVs, right? They're like sport utility vehicles. They're
3: good on like in off-roading. Is that connected to it? It would have been one of the reasons, but they could have bought something like that locally. Okay, wait, wait. Let, let's let's gain some information here. Sorry, can you clarify the question one more time?
0: What was it they were using them to do? They were using them for their rural routes or routes, uh, but they imported when they could have bought something locally. Was it cheaper to import? Probably not. Also, it's the U.S. Postal Service; they'd buy American if they could. Was it like a
1: was there like a, a legal loophole or quirk at play here?
3: Not really. No. You said, like, they could have bought something similar
0: locally. Like, just to be clear, like... I, I regret saying that now. I'm not sure they could have easily bought something like this locally. There is a reason they went for the import.
3: Okay, so, like, did the import have some quality or ability that they could not easily get locally? Yes. Okay. Ooh, ooh, oh, here's one. Here, did I Do I have it? Maybe I have it.
0: <laughs> um, sand I don't know, possible. but I love the light bulb moments You're so enthusiastic when, when it's like Oh, that's a thing that's connected Duh, Is it because they're fueled by diesel? Oh, and I, I also hate it When the light bulb moment turns out to go nowhere That is, wow, that that is not it,
1: unfortunately Does it have something to do with Driving on the left side of the road? Yes, it
0: does, Ben
3: mm. Oh, so that they can Oh, so that they can get out And do the mailboxes
0: Yep talk it through adam like just for for those who haven't uh come along. actually you know what we'll let Sam you know, let's say, one let's home say one. because i think you got this very early i think that was your answer
2: yes because F- like it's the only so male postal vehicles in the u.s are the only vehicles that have the driving the, the the steering wheel on the opposite side as normal um and the reason why is because you know you drive on the right side of the road in the u.s and the steering wheel is on the left but if you're delivering um you know to a to a To a mailbox, which is like hanging outside the road, you just want to reach over your outside of your window. So you want to be seated on the right side of your vehicle. So you want a vehicle that is made for driving on the opposite side of the road as the side that you actually drive on. And so you import, you know, a UK built, a UK spec version or something.
0: Yep. And Subaru is Japanese, who also drive on that side, who also have their wheels on that side. So yes, the USPS imported Japanese cars because the wheel was on the right. All of our guests have brought a question along with them. I don't know the question. I definitely don't know the answer. And we start this time with Sam. All right. Well, this
2: listener question has been sent in by the fullest circle. So, the website colornames.org allows users to suggest names for over 16 million colors. What does the color cheap mattress look like? So, I'll repeat that. The website colornames.org allows users to suggest names for over
0: 16 million colors. What does the color Cheap Mattress look like? Okay, I know this website. I don't know the answer to the question, but I know the website because I have had the same like brand color for oh, it's coming up on, it must be coming up on nearly 20 years now. And at some point, that particular color, someone has put in that database as my color. Because no one had yet <laughs> named it. And I like, I appreciate the gesture. That's still kind of weird. What color is it? Is it the color of your red shirt? It is a particular color that I sampled from a completely different red shirt about 20 years ago and used as like the building block for my website back then. And that happened to, because I happened to use that picture for the header. So I happened to use that pixel and happened to use that color and everything that... It is nearly two decades later, and that is still the the brand color that I have on everything because of a decision I made almost at random 20 years ago.
1: Attention, lateral audience, please name a color after me. I want one also. (laughs) That's a request. What color do you want? Something not comparable to old mattress or
3: whatever that is. Let's get into that. Cheap mattress. Cheap mattress. All right, here's my here's my strategy on how to answer this question. I'm going to start naming colors. Pink, yellow, blue, red, <laughs> green, white. I'm going to reject this on principle. <laughs> we are speedrunning this game. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sorry. I do have to ask the obvious question, right? Like, I don't know. What did it look like? I don't know. Did it look like a sort of off-white, you know, like a brownish off-white. That's what I would imagine cheap mattress would look like, right? Like that kind of
0: colour stain you get on pillows and mattresses after someone's sweated into them for many years. That kind of colour.
1: Nope. Because I feel like I have never seen a mattress of any other
0: colour. My first thought on this is that it's like um, hexadecimal colour names. So if you do web Hmm. development, every one of those 16 million colours... Is given a six-character code, and each of those characters is between zero and F. So you got zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ABCDEF. And for mathematical reasons, that's where you get the sixteen million from. There are sixteen million possible codes there, and those have been used to to spell stuff out in the past. That um, you know, there, there's a limited number of words you can get with them. But like, cheap mattress. If it was like dead. Bees? No, that's still, that's still too many characters. Somebody go right now into the colour naming thing <laughs> and name something Dead Bees. No, it's got to be a six-letter one as well. It's just got to be like Dead Bee. But I no, know. I was assuming Dead Bee was spelled D-E-D-B-E-S. Dead Bees. But that can't be cheap mattress. You've got an M in there and a T. That doesn't match anything like that.
3: You're, you're definitely on the right track, Tom. Does it have to do with hexadecimal codes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Tom is absolutely on the right track. So it has nothing to do with what a cheap mattress looks like in real life.
2: I, no, no, I never said that Ben. It, it it could also have something to do with um, what the mattress could
3: look like. Oh, OK.
0: Because I was thinking, like, is there where would you buy a cheap mattress somewhere like ikea or something like that but again that doesn't map to codes okay wait a minute here
3: is this is probably wrong but just throwing it out here what if the name of a cheap ikea mattress was a hexadecimal code like a six letter name of a mattress you know like uh what's like a cheap mattress brand like good good luck with with some
0: fake ikea names here
3: right right but but like you know like surda or whatever like if that is a hexadecimal code is sam is it the name is does the hexadecimal code of the of the color spell out the name of a specific brand or type of mattress
0: nope sorry could it be like a visual thing like the the numbers look like a cheap mattress when you put them on the side. I don't know where I was going with that. Not like really. It, it makes it, yeah. I think it makes a visual thing. I don't know.
2: You were you were closer to you were closer to it a um, uh, couple of minutes ago. Uh, you've 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 gone a little bit off track.
3: Well, I, I will say though, as Tom, I liked the idea that it made it look like a mattress, like because like it's like the way the chair looks like a chair.
0: It, it's a it's a synonym thing. Bed, b e d, is a valid. Uh, hexadecimal thing so it's it's a synonyms it's synonyms for cheap and mattress it's going to be something bed what's a three letter bad bed bad bed But that's
2: not oh. that's not so i'll confirm that, that is correct but that's not the answer to the question the question is what does the color what does the it mattress look, look like, like? So I do oh. wonder, do any of you have any idea how to translate that yes, into... Yes, and I
0: can do this in my head, which is really annoying because now I have to work it out. So it's going to be B... Oh, wait, you bad? can do this in your head? Yes, I, I do, I've been doing web development for nearly 25 years. Yes, of course I can do this in my head. Oh, great. All right, I'm going to sit back and relax. Because the, because the first the first two characters go from 00, zero to FF, F, and that is your red. So is it bad bed, Sam? Yes. Okay, the first two is B, A. So that's the red channel, those first two categories, and BA is like maybe two-thirds of the way up there. Uh, the next two are the green channel. That is DB, so that's really up there. Like, you, you're a DEF, you're, you're at the end of it. So that's, there's more green. And then B is ED, which is even further up there. So there's more blue than green and more green than red, but they're all really high up there, so it is a really, really pale blue with a hint of green.
2: Wow, that is very impressive. Yes, you're correct. It's it's kind of light blue or turquoise. Come or on,
3: crazy. <laughs> that was that was like um. You know uh in uh, in The Hangover when he goes to the casino and it does the thing <laughs> with all of the like uh, yeah all of the like equations and stuff floating across the screen in his head that's what that was
1: I was going to say it's like the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock thing where he's got like the things
3: Yeah 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 Tom went into his mind
0: palace and he, and he had words because 25 years ago when I was when I was first building websites I was not designing them in Photoshop or like Dreamweaver or anything like that. I had a text editor open. I had Notepad open. And you literally just trial and errored this because you were just writing really basic HTML code. It's like, oh, I've just copied and pasted this in from View Source on another site. Oh, I guess, how do I change this color? Like, you had to learn it. I mean, it was never useful past then, but just this once, just this once. Wow. That rocked. That's one of the coolest things anyone's ever done. That is the exact opposite of cool, but I'll take it. Thank you. Okay, good luck, folks. Next question's from me, and it was sent in by Jarvis. Thank you very much. In the TV series Stargate SG-1, the character Major Wood appears in over 20 episodes. Why is he often filmed with his back to the camera to make things easier for the director? I'll give you that one more time. In the TV series Stargate SG-1, the character Major Wood appears in over 20 episodes. Why is he often filmed with his back to the camera to make things easier for the director? I mean, my first impulse is that this has something to
1: do with, like, ADR or, like you you shoot people from the back when you want to, like, dub them over for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was thinking
2: continuity, maybe, kind of
3: on similar lines. Um, My first thought was, like, makeup or uh, CGI. Like, if this is, like, a CGI mm-hmm. character, then it would be cheaper to not have to animate their face or whatever.
0: Did you see that video from, I think it was Nando versus Movies about the Artemis Fowl reshoots? No. Disney no. had a kid's movie called Artemis Fowl, and got panned, and it had clearly been rewritten a lot. And if you look at it, like, he he broke down the editing in it. There's a whole plot device that really isn't mentioned in Vision for the whole, like, first half hour of the movie. There's just a lot of ADR work and a lot of convenient cutting away from people's mouths when they mention it. So there's clearly some massive rewrite that went on, and they just kind of patched it up with ADR the cheap way. That's funny.
3: Is that you confirming that that is right?
0: No, that was just a relevant anecdote because unfortunately, all three of those guesses were wrong. Like you came in with all three, really three strong of them guesses. were wrong. And normally at this point, like there's there's one right one in there, and I get you all to pick which one it is. But in this case, no, none of those. Which, given you all know about uh, production, is saying something. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, Tom.
3: Is I, when you asked it, got worried because I was like, the episode's going to be too short because we're about to nail this one immediately.
0: Yeah, sorry. Absolutely not. None of those three. It's not, it's not ADR. It's not continuity. It's not makeup.
2: But, so, but, but it's to make the director's
3: life easier, you said. <gasps> oh, oh. And yeah, now I'm going to get made fun of because I did the thing where I got excited, and I, but I'm going to be wrong again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be super wrong and embarrass myself. Did the director play that character so it was easier for him oh, to not have to go guess. be on camera because you could use the stand-in?
0: Yes, he did. Major Wood <laughs> is, is Martin Wood, who is the yeah. director of about 20 different episodes. So he likes to put himself in as a cameo, but he also likes watching what's going on on set. So he gets his cameo and he keeps his back to the camera so he can actually still direct. Uh, if anyone has seen enough Stargate, here's the guy with the comically large wrench that is frequently just adjusting stuff in shot. I have never seen
3: an episode of Stargate. I frankly have never heard of that.
0: Nor do I know
3: what that is. But I'm thrilled to have gotten the question right. It's set in Colorado, Sam. Have you you ever seen it?
1: Wait, isn't this Star Trek? No, Stargate, Sam. Oh,
2: um, no.
0: I'm too old we've got we've got three people who are too young for stargate sg1 this is another one of those questions where i just feel very old very quickly fine fine uh yes major wood is martin wood he is also the director ben we're going to go to you next whenever you're ready okay here is the question in 2019 an american
1: company took out an advert in uk newspapers it featured shop fronts from 25 of its much smaller rivals. Which company was it? And I'll read that again. In 2019, an American company took out an advert in UK newspapers. It featured shop fronts from 25 of its much smaller rivals. Which company was it?
3: I
0: am going to be honest. I'm almost certain that I know it. All right, you back off then, Adam. You, you back off if you're certain about this one. Shopfronts, right? S-H-O-P. Shopfronts.
1: Yeah.
2: So there are only so many like retail chains that would be in a category that have like 25 smaller rivals,
0: I feel like. Yeah, maybe they were entering the UK market and suddenly the big competitor was coming in and stomping all over them. But I can't think... What year was this, Ben? 2019.
2: 2019? The main one that comes to mind around then was like Chick-fil-A and that didn't go very well.
0: No, I mean, there are a lot of American fast food chains that tried to enter the UK in the last five, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like about 10 years ago, we suddenly got like a landmark five guys in the UK and then we got 50 of them. Uh, We tried Wingstop. We've tried it. There's a few that, it was all the fast food chains trying to come in, but I can't think of any other big US chain that's tried to enter.
2: Yeah, I, I lived there in 2019. So, like, knowing American market entries around then should be something that I know about because that's like something that I would have been excited about. But yeah. nothing, again, like Chick fil A is the main one I can think of from that era. They opened up in London for like, I didn't even know two tried. Yeah, they tried. Yeah. It was because of their politics. They got basically ran out of town, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> right. There was Taco Bell. Yeah. That. No, we've had those for, we've had one or two of those yeah. for years and now they've started expanding. Wait a minute. I, I, I just I just want to pop in for one second, because if
3: I don't know it, I want to participate, I, I have been trying to think of a way to confirm with Ben that it's what I think without <laughs> tipping you guys off. And I think I have it. Ben. Yes. Does Patton Oswalt have a bit, a famous bit about this brand? Yes. Got it. All right. It's what I thought
0: you have landed on such a good clue there because both Sam and I are completely blank.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're speaking in code here. Yeah. We're speaking in comedy writer code.
0: That was like the, the some synergy between you where you just got a reference and neither of us landed that. Okay, so some of the audience are clued in now. Hmm. Are, are we right with fast food or are we just barking up the wrong tree there, Ben?
1: You are right with fast food. Okay. Oh, really? And huh. and one thing I will say to try and help you figure out you know what this might have been like what the tack might have been for this advertisement the rivals that it was showing are much much smaller so I'm going to guess it's like
2: small local versions of what we're talking about like maybe
0: independent versions or or something like that yes I mean, I would kind of go in on Wingstop again there because they came in about 2019 and, like, there are a lot of just local, independent fried chicken places across Britain. Like, every town right. will have, like, at least one probably more um, kebab shop slash chicken place. So maybe they just kind of picked a lot. Uh, 25, you said? 25, and that number is important. Ah, oh, I was hoping the number wasn't important because no, the number is important. Twenty-five. Because my first thought was like there are a lot of rip-offs of KFC in the UK. Like the independent places will call themselves California Fried Chicken and Louisiana Fried Chicken. every other st- not every other state. Someone did someone did research into this and found the states that there's there's no like North Dakota Fried Chicken in the UK. They they pick the states people know. But my my thought was like KFC took out an advert with, like, 25 other ones in there and was saying they're the original. But the number's important, so it's not that.
2: This frustrates me so much because, like, there's every reason in the world why I should know this, and I don't.
0: Yeah. So 25, if it's a 5 by 5 grid, is it five guys and they're doing something to do with that? Five guys have been around for much longer. Tom,
1: I think you were quite close with that reasoning. Uh, with with kfc or with five guys with kfc i guess i can say kfc is the right answer you said kfc so i guess i could say kfc is the right answer but the re the the whole point of this ad was that they had um shops showing a through z fc um to be (sighs) like oh we see how you're copying us we're so flattered um Mm. and so there were 25, it was the they were the it was okay. the
0: letters of the alphabet. It was
1: letters of the alphabet.
0: Yeah. Right, because of course, ev- across the entire country, someone will have taken their branding and changed it. There will be an AFC and a BFC and a CFC, and they will have just, oh, I was, I was so close. I nearly got it.
1: So the answer is KFC, and it's because they, uh, they ran an advertisement where they had AFC through ZFC, um, but they were the only true KFC, and they wanted to say that they were flattered.
0: Next question's from me. Good luck. The reason why dog handlers carry baby powder and soap bubbles is the same reason why skydivers carry toilet rolls. What is it? One more time. The reason why dog handlers carry baby powder and soap bubbles is the same reason why skydivers carry toilet rolls. What is it? Okay. Here's how I'm going to start. Here's here's my guess.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And the more I think about it, the more wrong it sounds. And in fact, I almost want to back
0: out of this but um no you're committed now you are absolutely (laughs) committed to go for this
2: okay well well, the first thing that came to mind is if your skydive goes wrong and you're stranded in the wilderness and you got to take a poo you want to be prepared but i'm realizing that there are probably other things you want first
0: there are and i'm not sure why dog handlers would use baby powder and soap bubbles for that i didn't get to that
2: part i was just i was working (laughs) on the other half
0: if it makes you feel better, Sam, my first
3: instinct, which I absolutely know is wrong, is I was like, I was like, if your sky, if your if your skydive goes bad, you could sort of unspool the toilet paper, like hold it, and it would it would shoot out above you like a flare as a mm. signal to people mm-hmm. that you're that you're in trouble.
1: What are they gonna do when they see the toilet
0: paper? Yeah, they're just gonna see where he went. Splat! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not quite that, but you are right that this is getting unravelled in the air.
3: Oh, here, here, here's here's a cue. Here's a little cue for you. Uh, and I'm not. I again am not at all on the dog handler part yet. If I were a skydiver, one thing that I might find useful would be if I were trying to figure out exactly what I am above. Like, what exactly is below me if I were to go straight down? If I were to hold on to a roll of toilet paper and drop it and hold on to the end of it, it would be a straight shot down and I could figure out, oh, that's what's exactly below me.
1: What about wind? But it would tell you about the wind. But does it have something to do with, like, telling wind direction or something like that? Yes. Like, you unspool? Yes. Okay. Oh, so
0: I chanced into, okay, awesome. You've chanced into it. It is to do with the wind. That is why skydivers sometimes carry toilet paper. Because you can unspool it, drop it from your plane, and you will be able to tell which way the wind is blowing. Plus, it just looks cool. So why are dog handlers carrying baby powder and soap bubbles to do that?
3: Well, soap bubbles would also follow the wind, yep. right? As would, I imagine, if I through baby powder in the air it would be blown by the wind i yep. guess the question is why would you as a dog handler want to know which way the wind is blowing? that's the last thing i'm going to ask you
0: to put together for this
1: does it have something to do with like telling where air is coming out of a dog <laughs> <laughs> you put the soap bubbles and
2: then you oh
3: can see. oh no i've got it i've got it wait wait
1: i don't
2: think they deflate like a tire ben <laughs> i don't know how dogs work what
3: you said, Ben, is stupid, but don't worry, because I figured it out. Perfect. Uh if you're a dog handler, uh dogs are very uh like controlled by smell. So it would be useful information to you
0: mm. if they were
3: downwind or upwind from something that they would be able to sense by smell, right? So
0: Ben, the the only thing wrong in your answer was you you said where air is coming out of the dog. And in fact they're trying to find where out air where air is, is going into the dog. Yes, they are tracking the wind direction to make sure they're downwind. I like Ben's uh, world (laughs) where
3: dog handlers, to try to figure out if a dog has farted, have soap bubbles and baby powder that they're constantly throwing all over the place to try to determine if it's happened.
1: Put, air can go out of a dog in two directions. If you put soap (laughs) bubbles all over a dog, you would see where air is coming out of the dog. I don't know. Is it a
3: huge mystery that the dog is breathing? Is this uh, <laughs> a, a huge question of where it breathes out? What if it's not breathing, Adam? That would be a problem. You're, you're, you're right, Ben. You're right. If a dog is dying of suffocation, you should pour soap in its mouth. <laughs> Adam, time for your question whenever you're ready. This listener question has been sent in by Emil. I hope that I've pronounced that correctly. In 1950, businessman Frank McNamara changed jackets before going out to dinner. As a result, hundred billion dollars will be affected this year. How? I'll read it one more time. In 1950, businessman Frank McNamara changed jackets before going out to dinner. As a result, a hundred billion U.S. dollars will be affected this year. How?
1: Does this year refer to 2023 or
3: 1950? Uh, That, yes, it refers to this year, to to 2023.
1: Okay. So
2: I know that like investors often try to get clues about action based on like really small things. And like even trying to like microanalyze emotions of like executives at times and stuff like that. I wonder if this Mm -hmm. hits on something like that.
3: Eh, I would say not really.
1: Was there something in the jacket that he left at home that he was missing when he went out? Yes. Okay, okay. I was okay. thinking there
0: might be like a pun on jacket or some some weird other jacket, but it's an actual physical jacket. Okay. Yes,
3: you're right, Ben. Yes, you are right. He, there was he, he had left something at home that he thought was in his jacket.
0: I feel like I re- recognize this name. I feel like I recognize this name. Like, he's Secretary of the Treasury or something like that. He was, he was some important financial figure, and now his, his photo got taken and put on the $20 bill? No, they're presidents. I don't know what that could be.
3: I will say that you are likely thinking of Robert McNamara, who was the U.S. Secretary of Defense. But this is not Robert McNamara. This is, in fact, Frank McNamara. Okay.
2: So what thing what's what things that could fit in a jacket could correlate to a hundred billion billion, you said?
3: A hundred billion uh, this year, yes, will be affected.
2: That that feels like like a like a banking infrastructure thing. Because it doesn't feel like he would just have had like a check for hundred billion dollars or something.
0: I'd say it would be shocking if he had ah! a check for $100 billion. Oh,
3: Tom is Tom's having a break
0: Is this the guy who invented the diner's club credit card?
3: Tom you've hit the nail on the head my friend. Oh, I
0: knew I knew wow. I knew that story from somewhere. He's he went out, he left his wallet behind and he was some sort of I don't know if he was in venture banking executive or something but he came up with the concept of the charge card, the credit card all that off the back of that. Or so the story goes. Like like a lot of these corporate birth stories there might be something more to it but that's that's the legend that got passed down, right?
3: Yes, Tom you've you've absolutely nailed it. Yes, yeah, so Uh, this guy, Frank McNamara, he was out at a restaurant. He realized he had left his wallet and his other jacket. Uh, in this case, his wife was able to bail him out. She paid, but he was like, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, if I don't have cash, there should be a way to convey that I'm good for the money. Right. So he came up with the idea of a credit identification card that you could present instead of cash. He called it the diners club card. And that eventually grew into the credit card. Um, which is now at about
0: $100 billion a OK, but, but here's the thing, and this is what I've always hated about that story, the credit card does not solve that problem.
3: Like, no, it doesn't at all. It's actually a very funny thing, that you could absolutely just leave that in a jacket you just, as well. You put that in your wallet anyway. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't solve the problem. It's, it's a lovely story. It doesn't, doesn't hold up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it makes no sense at all, but it is, in fact, the right answer.
0: Which means we go back to the very start of the show. I asked this listener question sent in by Tan Nguyen. Albert Sabin's polio vaccine inspired what famous song? Before I give the answer, anyone from the jet lag team want to uh, give this a quick shout?
3: Was it Bad Blood by Katy Perry? That's it.
0: (laughs) Bad Blood is by Taylor Swift and unfortunately not.
3: Oh, it's about her feud with Katy
0: Perry, sorry. Oh, wow, we both out triviaed each other on pop music
1: there.
2: Well, this is really frustrating me because I'm like 95 percent sure that I heard this fact at one point, but just can't remember the answer
3: it it, it, uh, it saved a lot of people's lives, I know that is good that it did that. Um, we are the world. did it inspire that? Uh, oh. Um, wait wait okay like uh, uh, is it like a modern song
0: like from the last 50 years? 1964 from a musical. From a musical? From a musical film. Oh god. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, then I should be
3: able to get, in 1964, what, like, uh, The Wizard of Oz, um... The poppy seed thing? The the poppy, the flower, the poppies, the flowers, and the... I just keep saying the flowers, the poppies. In the When they're in the poppy field, right? Nope. Is that? Is Alright, I'll
0: give you one last clue. This vaccine is not given by injection. Spoonful of sugar helps the
3: medicine go down from Mary Poppins. Oh, <laughs>
0: correct. Well done, Adam. Taking it away at the last moment. Yeah. So I'm going to come to you first Man. again. Plug what you're doing. Let's start with jet lag. Let me tell you about an incredible experience that you could
3: have today. It's called <laughs> watching our show, Jetlag the Game. Uh, it's a, it's a travel competition show. It's sort of like a vlog DIY version of the Amazing Race, uh, but instead of traveling in between uh, the games, travel in fact is the game. It's all about. Can you get on the right flight? Can you make the right train? Can you plan out your route the right way in order to, uh, to win? Uh, I believe that when this comes out, I, I think that when this comes out, we either will be releasing or will have recently released, um, our, um, our sixth season, uh, capture the flag across Japan. Uh, we're very excited about that season. Uh, I think that we think it might be our best one yet. Um, it's played on the Japanese rail network, uh. Ben and I are a team against Sam and Scotty from Strange Parts, uh, a great YouTube channel. And uh, you can watch the episodes one week early uh, by subscribing to Nebula. Uh, so that's a fun thing you can do as well.
2: Sam, I'm going to shout out uh, our other channel, Half as Interesting. Ben works on it, uh, among uh, others, uh, including like myself and Amy. But Ben does a great job. He recently uh, did a field trip to get drunk at a Taco Bell down the street from him. Um, and you can see that. On the internet ben last time i believe you plugged
0: your baking what are you plugging this time
1: i have started drinking more water lately um and i think that that's really it's really improved my overall disposition and health and i would
0: say that you should do that also And if you want to know more about this show, you can do that at lateralcast.com. Where you can also send in your own listener questions. We have video highlights every week at youtube.com slash lateralcast. And we are at lateralcast pretty much everywhere. Thank you very much to the well-hydrated Ben Doyle. Thank you. To the victorious at the end there, Adam Chase. Thank you very much, Tom. And the man who is probably grumpy that we didn't plug Window <laughs> Production, Sam Denby. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Ben. I've been <laughs> Tom Scott, and that's been Lateral.